It's trash day, guys. <laughs> They're picking up my exes right now. <laughs> It's exhausting trying to fit in, in, in areas and fit in roles that are not meant for you. You're an individual. Pave the way you're for your so own individuality. Yeah, you're wasting so much time trying to fit into the... Just stop. Just... Yeah. It's exhausting for some to have to constantly correct people. Like, and you also just feel very naggy. And yeah. But then if you had other people doing it for you, like, then you feel empowered and uplifted. Yeah, you're like, awesome. Like, I have people on my side. This is really cool. I wish I knew how to talk in that theatrical voice so we could have a 50s intro. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, Georgie, it was just great. <laughs> now play. we're going to play some Just Press Foreplay. Mom was watching this movie called Marnie. I don't know what year it was. It came out, but it was ridiculous. Like, so dramatic movies oh, no. back then. You know how they're just like, <laughs> we were making fun of because literally there was a scene where the mom, she's telling a horror. I was like, mom, is this movie funny? And she's like, she's like, it's really funny. I'm like, is it supposed to be funny though? And she's like, no, it's not. So in this scene, when the was mom, it like in the 50s or something? I think so. It wasn't black and white, but it had like Sean Connery when he was really young. Mm-hmm. But there was a scene where the mom was talking about a really traumatic event, like where she got pregnant by this guy as a teenager. But anyway, she was like, well, there was this boy, a boy named Billy. <laughs> and me and mom were dying oh, because no. she it was close up on her face and she was talking so weird. Oh, and I don't no. know why. And then he <laughs> touched me. Oh, and she was like, and I wanted his basketball sweater. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was that was the scene. And she's like, and I did get the basketball sweater. And I got you. <laughs> oh, my God. He made her. He had sex with her. So, and so she oh, got so the sweater. And then so she also. Like, I got the child and I got you. Yeah. <laughs> A boy named Billy. <laughs> Anywho. That's hysterical. All right. Where do we start? Yeah. Seriously, where do we start? I feel like gender roles started in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, when I was doing some research on it, gender roles were kind of started... Actually, I don't want to get into where gender roles started. It, I, Yeah. I feel like gender roles has kind of been something that just keeps playing along in this, like, divide divide culture that we have going on right now. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't think it fits anymore. Mm-mm. Um... You know, with masculine and feminine trying to get away from specific labels, I think gender roles is one of the huge things that divides a lot of us. Um, and, it, and it shouldn't. What roles are we playing? What does this even mean? Like, humans are humans, and can we just be humans and individuals? Like, yeah. why? There's a lot of things that we, like, hold on to or that just people hold on to that do need to go away. They're just, it's not a thing anymore. Like, yeah. And people's excuses Oh, we, it's always been this way. Yeah, exactly. If that's your excuse for doing something, then you need to take a look at it. And if there's a really good reason other than we've just been doing it this way, then fine. Continue doing that. If it works, if it works for everybody and not just for a few. um, But to be honest right now, gender roles does not work for anyone. mm -mm. It doesn't work for anyone. Nope. Because all of it's like, it's such a fluid thing. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's start with relationships first. We definitely don't want anything to come off as offensive on this so if there's terminology that we use that you think we could use better please feel free to dm us we want all of this to be open discussion we want it to be open discussion here we want it to be an open discussion that you can carry in your conversations with your friends you know the only way that we make changes is when we collectively decide changes need to happen and start acting on it so one of my favorite things that i have learned over the last i want to say like the last five years or so is that there you you can be both masculine and feminine you don't have to be a hundred percent one way or another um i've even though i'm i'm female i look female i act female there's definitely a lot of aspects of my life where i have more of a dominant 
demeanor towards things. So like in certain relationships, I have made people feel emasculated because I kind of just take on all of the roles and do everything that I can do in my nature. And then that defeats them, which is silly because it should really be more of strengths and weaknesses as opposed to what a female should do versus what a male should do. But yeah, I mean, we, we've we been raised different, so I've never taken offense to it. I'm just like, shit, I can handle this, so I'm going to handle it. Sorry I hurt your feelings. Like, yeah. Do you think dominant means masculine, though, necessarily? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't so. But I think that in the way we've been taught how to live life, basically, the partners I've had have treated me like I'm being too masculine. Yeah, yeah they go hand in hand, where men think that they need to be more dominant they think that they they think that it shows weakness like that's which is silly and all of that falls into toxic masculinity where if you're not showing emotions and you're being aggressively masculine mm-hmm. you're you're masking you're covering up something you're not living parts of yourself and that's yeah. why you're coming off in this gross demeanor you yeah. know yeah and that's like it's a two-way street too you know we have men who try to overcompensate and are not good to their partners but then we also have women in relationships who make fun of men for crying or for yeah. being sensitive and that that really hurts a lot even if it's just a silly joke you don't think it's a big deal mm-hmm. that's he's probably let's say he cries at a movie um and you make fun of him for it you know, you think you're teasing and you're, it's whatever. I know, like, I have friends who have done this mm-hmm. and they're like, they're like, they tease him about it and he's going to brush it off because, you know, he's not going to start a fight over it. He might even not. laugh it off and pretend he's mm-hmm. playing along thinking it's But is he ever going to cry in front of you again? Probably not. No. So you kind of have cut off that part of him, that vulnerable part of him where he doesn't trust you um, and he might not even realize it. You might just think, oh, like, you're right. I shouldn't have been crying because that's... Why what. was I crying? You yeah. know, he might even be questioning himself. Like, am I a puss for, mm-hmm. for crying at that? Yeah. So that's... We, we all play a role in dismantling gender roles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I'm definitely guilty of that, too, because we do kind of grow up... In, in the 90s, you were... Girls were told if boys teased you, it's because they liked you. And so it kind of created this playful banter back and forth of, mm-hmm. I'm picking on you because I like you. I pick on you because I'm interested in you. If I wasn't picking on you, then you would have to worry, you know, yeah. which is silly. Yeah, no, that's true. Because some people have those relationships, but it's also at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good point. Yeah, because I even when I'm like flirting with people that I don't know very well um, and I'm like, trying to figure out how to flirt i'm like do i like tease them do i make fun of them what if it's something they're actually sensitive about they're what not, if it is a trigger they're yeah. not gonna tell me because i don't no. know them that well but it might just ruin any chance that we had because they're just gonna think i'm mean or they're not gonna know they don't know me yet well yeah. enough so i i realized that i was actually thinking about that the other day i was worried that i i'm too serious with people like not not joking enough mm-hmm. not as playful with people that i first meet but I'm like, I feel like that's a good thing until I get a feel. I just like to get a feel for what kind of person they are. What kind yeah. of what kind of sarcasm do they like? Like, what do they think is funny? Like, I'm going to, I kind of do my research in a little bit. Not like stalking, but. But sitting and observing and being present and seeing yeah. what they laugh at. Seeing, you yeah. know. Saying things and how seeing how they respond and then kind of, you know, taking things very slow. Yeah. Like, I do know a lot of people that are not that way they're just like hey this is me this is how i am take it or leave it yeah and that's fine too but also be open for discussion if you did offend someone and still be present too it's okay mm -hmm. to not be as cautious as the words coming out of of the words coming out of your mouth but if you're gonna operate on that level just also make sure you're making eye contact with the people you're talking to yeah because you'll see if you hurt them yeah you know that awareness is there if you pay attention to it that's the thing are you talking to them or are you talking at them or are you just using them to get a laugh out of the group because exactly. then that's the worst way that you could be doing that's it. a huge thing i think too i do know a lot of people that are that are just very unapologetically themselves but almost to a point where it's it's too much and it's hurting certain people mm-hmm. you know it's fine to like want to make people laugh but not if it's at the expense of somebody else yeah because if, if you if you are hurting someone else's feelings like you're not being fully present you're not being unapologetically you because you are affecting someone else and that is you know yeah no one wants to walk away from something being like i don't fucking care if i hurt your feelings yeah if 
I understand sometimes there are situations where people are literally offended by everything in those situations. It's like, sorry, I hurt your feelings, but there's no compromising with you. Yeah. You're going to have your feelings hurt either way. There's no discussion. Yeah. That's a little different, but yeah. And that can kind of go with along with like, um, let's say in a group setting, calling somebody out for, in a way, it's kind of like supporting gender roles in a negative way. If you are making some fun of somebody in a group, like they're not going to want to defend themselves. I know there have been multiple parties where um, whenever, like I'm around people that I'm comfortable with, um, but back when I wasn't as comfortable with my sexuality, it always get to the point where like my friend was really drunk and then she would start poking fun at me being gay and just like how I dress and all that stuff. It definitely bothered me, even though I knew her and I knew that she didn't mean any harm. There were times where I was really sensitive and that kind of hurt my feelings where it's like what like I know that I dress a certain way but like is there is it a bad thing and then I start to question what I'm doing and yeah how I'm how people are perceiving me because I'm like if she my best friend perceives me this way how are other people seeing me like which is the worst thing because like your style you've always had that's always been your style you know you've always had this a little bit of tomboy you know yeah and it's kind of changed over time and i won't say that it hasn't been in, like it hasn't i've definitely been influenced by people like both in negative and positive ways where i will try to dress more girly and then i'll look back at pictures where i tried to dress you more don't girly. Like it. it's no, not you. i hate it i'm like that's gross like it's disgusting why yeah. am i trying to be girly when that's not me like, yeah. it's fine there are things that i wear that maybe are considered girly and but i if i i don't see it that way mm-hmm. then i'm fine with it but why do we have all of these like tough labels on these things? Yeah. Why can I not just go pick what I like, yeah. wear what I like, and have it represent me, my individuality, and my personality? Yeah. Why does it have to be that, oh, because I'm dressing this way, I'm representing myself in this manner? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, we're not dressing to go be catcalled in categories. Mm-hmm. You know, we're dressing to represent how we feel for the day, how we want to feel for the day. Yeah. You know, when you're putting all of these strange labels to how someone's dressing, I, like, I hope people are realizing you're creating severe cognitive dissonance in, in people who are not 18 yet. Mm-hmm. Because they're seeing how you're micro-labeling how all of your, your shirt's this way, so you must be this. Yeah. Oh, but your shoes are this way, so now you're, now you're this plus this. Yeah, but people- let me also add this to it. And it's like, no, no, I'm sorry, but my name is this. This is me. This is my bubble, my my aura. This is the energy I put out. Mm-hmm. And if you want to label it, label it with my fucking name. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, people are always, like, observing. Or I should say like, younger people, even when we think they mm-hmm. aren't. You know, when your kids are playing with their toys and whatever, and you're talking about shit. And oh, they're listening. They're, they're for sure listening. <laughs> like, we all have been that kid that we listen to everything we observe more than people think. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you are setting a good example, mm-hmm. you know, but they're also not stupid. They're not going to follow an example if they know it's dumb. Yeah. They know um, when your words are just fluffy bullshit words. They yeah. know when your words are actually like coming from somewhere genuine in your heart. Yeah. But also even when I said girly earlier, it's like, what even does that mean? Like that's yeah. just something that we like, what cons- what's considered a girly shirt? What's considered what pink yeah, Pink which and blue. is stupid. Are we going back to that? Like it's, it's fucking n- stupid. It should be like this shirt is flowy. Mm-hmm. This shirt has yeah. fuck ton of ruffles on yeah. it. Yeah, but why? Yeah, girly should not be a descriptor word. Like boyish. Um, you know, we should be able to definitely like use our own language, whatever you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But don't what we were talking about earlier. Like don't put that language onto somebody else. Use yes. it for yourself. Don't assume that other people are going to use that same language as you. Maybe kind of question people in a polite way like oh why do you out of curiosity yes why do you use that word i'm just curious do you Mm -hmm. you know why do you why do you say that that's girly what was that um video we watched that video with the kids where they had kids describe oh um they said can boys wear dresses they'd ask little kids and you'd have some kids who are like no when you see them make extreme facial reactions like that's for girls and then you have some kids who are like 
if they want to. Yeah. Like, but then even a couple of them, they were like, they're like, yeah, but probably not at school or probably oh, not yeah. around other people. Because you don't want to be they laughed already, at. They already, they assume, they know that it's not necessarily bad, but they know that other people will think it's bad. They know right. other people don't think that way. Right. But I just have to say kudos to the parents who are like, look, because there are so many parents out there who are like, yes, you can absolutely dress this way. You can act this way. But just so you know, this is how people will act towards you because of it. Yeah. And I appreciate that that verbiage because it's not telling them your friends at school are going to laugh at you if you wear that. Yeah. Because then you're putting in them like, oh, oh you're I'm scared already, of that. Yeah. What? You're huh? already you're already scaring them. Mm-hmm. You're you're saying I'm not on your side. I'm just going to tolerate you doing right. this. Where if you're like, hey, more power to you. I love the outfit that you picked. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, some people are not going to agree with it. And this is why. Yeah. Now you're creating a conversation with that kid. That kid, I guarantee you, if that kid loved their outfit that they picked, they're not going to care if people are going to pick on them. Yeah. They're going to go to school ready and excited to be yeah. like, this is what I picked, though, and I like it and mm-hmm. I like wearing it. You know, they're going to be empowered because you gave them empowerment to know that your decisions, you want to wear this? Absolutely. It represents your personality today. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Yeah. That's the thing. You're not like manipulating them by, Mm -hmm. by making them feel bad for that choice. You're saying I'm on your side. Mm -hmm. You can, you're, I'm going to support you no matter what you do. Some people are not going to support you and you know what? That's okay. They don't need to. And you can come home and we can talk about it. Yeah. You have me, you have people that love you. So Fuck everyone else. Yep. The other issue that I that comes in with that is if you're a parent who completely denies them and you say, no, absolutely not. Kids uh-huh. will laugh at you. Chances are, because you didn't let them explore that creativity in front of you in a safe space in your home, now they're wondering why they still want to do those things but can't, mm-hmm. even though you've told them people will laugh at you. That doesn't always sit with someone. Yeah. You know, you can't just say no because no. They have to experience it to know if it's something that they want. Yeah. So I think when you're denying people things, it's almost like a diet. You can't have ice cream. You're on a diet. What do you want more than anything now? Yeah. You want the ice cream, you know? So if parents are telling you, no, you can't wear that skirt because you're a boy, the boy's going to want to wear the skirt still. What if he holds on to that? And now when he's older, he enjoys cross-dressing because you never let him explore that as a child. Mm -hmm. Had you let him explore it as a child... Maybe he'd be totally comfortable dressing however he wants, creating his own style in it and not going to an extreme. Yeah. You know, it's like when you deny people these things, you create strange little passageways in their brain that are going to create loopholes, ways to get around it, ways to sneak around it and ways and maybe even just completely different ways to express themselves. But you're not going to know about it. Yeah. You're no longer a part of their safe space anymore. Those are good points, too, for situations where. There's two ways that you can handle a situation, both with the same intention. You know, when you tell your kid, do not wear a dress, you're going to get made fun of. Don't eat that ice cream. You're going to get fat. You're out like your intentions are good. You yeah. don't want them to make fun of, get made fun of. Um, you don't want them to, to develop f- bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. And the other parent is saying hey, like, they don't want them to get made fun of either. They're not like, okay, go, like, go, go get bullied. They have the same intentions, but the way that you handle it is different because these parents over here, they're being selfish. They're more worried about them. They're how they're, it represents on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want, they don't want people, like, you really have to think because if you were to go up to those parents afterwards, they'd be like, oh, I just want to make sure they were okay. I didn't want them to get bullied. I was looking out for them. No, you weren't. Like, think about it. They can hand like they need to learn these things on their own. You can't be there. It's part to, of social development. Yeah, you can't just say don't do that thing, and then they're not going to do it, and then they're never going to know what's going to happen. They're just going to think that you're telling them not to do it because you're mean. You're a mean parent because you're the parent, and parents say no. I'm yeah. big. You're small. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. You, you're wrong. Yeah, what's that argument? Um, because I said so. Yeah. No. Like, that's not... This is Parenting 101, guys. Come on, listen up. <laughs> Neither one of us have children, so we're very qualified. <laughs> yeah, it's your intentions. I would say... We don't have kids, but Chase is 10 years younger than us, so even though we didn't raise him, it's almost like he had three moms, so we got to see yeah. how children take information from a parent role, but also mm-hmm. us being closer to age and him, we were able to explain things to him yeah. and then see the difference in how he reacted to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a so good we kid. don't have kids, but <laughs> I don't take responsibility for how well he turned out. But he just turned out so well. Like he's just great. He's. I think it was dad. based off our our honesty, and we never had conversations with him like he was a child. Yeah, we. Just it was more just like, like we would ask questions and be like, "Why do you think that? Yeah, you're mad at me. Well, why are you mad at me? Yeah, what did I do? <laughs> did I do that? Did you think I did that that way? I'm sorry. Like yeah. we actually had full on conversations with him. Do you remember? I don't know if I told you, but um, he. Me and Michael used to watch him when mom was at work. And we'd be like, yeah, so you can curse as much as you want. Like, while mom's yeah. not here, we're like, but as soon as mom gets home, you can't curse anymore. So he'd, like, curse up a storm. <laughs> he'd be like, bitch, fuck, shit, asshole. And we're like, okay. And then it got to the point one day where he was just going off and we were like, maybe this was a bad what idea. We done? <laughs> and then And I was like... Chase, do you hear yourself? Like, do you hear how gross these words sound? Like, do you even feel good about it? And he looks at me, like, dead in the eye, and he was like, bitchy fuck. (laughs) And me and Michael were like, fuck, we created a monster. (laughs) And then after that, we didn't really, like, encourage it that much, but... (laughs) But now he's like... I mean, he plays video games, so he curses all the time, but not at people. You know what, though? Yeah, he doesn't curse in public. He doesn't curse, like... He's, yeah, he doesn't he's, call mom a bitch or anything. very polite, yeah. But I also think that goes along with we created safe spaces to where it was like, okay, if you're going to do that, yeah. this is the time and place when it's okay, and this mm-hmm. is when it's not okay, and asking those questions. Do yeah. you like how you look right now? Yeah. Do you feel good about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Bitchy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> you okay? I think about that sometimes. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I remember being like 12 and being on the couch in the living room and mom didn't know I was in there and she comes around the corner is like, fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Oh my God. And I started cracking up and she's like, you weren't supposed to be there. <laughs> like, I shit sacked She used to curse in front of Glad me all I was. the time. <laughs> I remember my dad, um, one time I went over to his place on the weekend and, um, and I was like, yeah, these kids at school were saying bad words. I was like, they were saying the S word. And he was like, oh, shit. And I was like, no, shut up. <laughs> I thought I thought that. shut up was a bad word. <laughs> That's I was such a shut up. such a goody two shoes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, going back to parents being embarrassed, I was reading gosh, I wish I could remember the author. But he was talking about this specific thing and he was saying how he had a birthday party for his he was at a birthday party his daughter was like jealous of something that the birthday person got Mm -hmm. and started throwing a fit and went to try and play with the toy and then when he tried to get her to calm down and stop she ended up slapping him oh shit the dad and so he was like as a parent i had this moment and he was like and trust me it was really fucking hard to not just discipline her in front of everyone because i wanted to prove a point to the other parents that I don't let her treat me like that on a regular basis. He goes, but I knew if I did that, I would publicly be embarrassing her. Yeah. And she would not be learning anything. Damn. And he goes, so what I did was I said, please put the toy down. We're going to go have a conversation in the other room. And he goes, and then her and I were able to actually sit and conversate about what she was really upset about, why she reacted that way. I think Mm -hmm. she was like six or seven, so she's pretty young, you know? Yeah. And he was like, and then I didn't prove a point in front of everyone yeah because what would be the point of that yeah you know what would she learn nothing she would learn public shame from her father yeah and that would sit with someone you know that that's something that will sit with you forever like can you imagine like a second oh it's trash day guys (laughs) they're picking up my exes right now (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool i like that example because, yeah, he's just trying to save himself because, yeah, he was embarrassed, I'm sure, by his kid slapping him. But she's also a child. Like, she doesn't own anybody. People later are not going to be like, oh, my God, you let your daughter slap you. No, she slapped him. He didn't, like, let it happen. She yeah. did it. She's learning how to react to situations that she doesn't understand. You know, yep. kids, toys are everything. What other people have, that's everything to them. You know, they don't have all the crazy shit that we have to deal with yet you know, let them learn how to handle situations. And if you can start having, like, real-life conversations with your children at a young age, I don't see the harm in that. And let them figure out their emotions, too. That's another thing that bothers me a lot, is parents are so quick to 
you know, label a child as bipolar or depressed or ADHD because they have a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, this is a little being with lots of emotion, which is normal. And they're trying to sort it and figure it out. And if you're constantly telling them, you're wrong for feeling emotion. Oh, you must be bipolar for expressing emotion. Mm -hmm. It goes back to creating toxic masculinity in men thinking that they can't express anything. And then, you know, it it, it creates all kinds of issues in in all of us Mm -hmm. because we think that there's things wrong with us when there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with having emotion. There's nothing wrong with feeling way too much all at once and needing to step out so you can breathe and think yeah you know like that is perfectly fucking okay yeah also i think it proves a big point to the other kids in the room too of not playing into reaction 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 Mm -hmm. because had he just reacted made a public statement right there oh you're teaching kids react with a reaction yeah not if there's a reaction let's have a conversation yeah you know because they're gonna say oh they see an adult doing that mm-hmm. they see an adult reacting they're like that's how would adults do that yes be what we need to do yeah also this is not at all the same thing but i was thinking about it i feel like even with things that i do with ramsey with my dog ramsey she the other day actually last night i was taking her to the bathroom and this somebody was walking like down the street and this happens a lot Um, Where somebody, like, you can't really see their face because of masks and everything. And it's late at night. And they, like, walk semi-close to us. She'll start to bark and growl at them. And without even thinking, I was like, stop. But then I'm like, why am I telling her to stop? Because we don't know who this person is. It's a stranger. She's not doing anything wrong. But I I actually, like, asked myself, I'm like, why did I just tell her to stop? He could could have been a murderer. We don't know. But she may have just saved our lives. by scaring him away but i was like the reason i said stop was because i didn't want her to embarrass me uh-huh. by seeming like a bad dog because she barked at a stranger yeah but i'm like what is wrong with that i don't care i don't give a shit if people think that i'm a bad owner if she's protecting right like me. you live in the heart of the city please back the fuck yeah. up <laughs> and then i'm like i don't want her to stop doing that because i don't know most of these people like i yep. would rather her keep people away from me <laughs> yeah so that's that's the thing that i'm working on i need to stop thinking that way and and know that like trust her you know Mm -hmm. she's she's my kid she's my child and i trust her and she trusts her more than the strangers yeah i trust her more than myself no i feel the same way i've definitely reacted the same with being embarrassed that my dog's barking because Mm -hmm. i don't want people to look at me weird but it's like you're the fucking weirdo actually so (laughs) yeah it's not like my dog's the one attacking people like yeah you know she i know that she's well trained She's also still a puppy. She's eight months old. Yeah. So she's going to bark. She's still learning all those things. Yeah. But yeah, that is interesting because it just goes along with reactions. Also, like how parents react sometimes where it's just like, no, I just, yeah, you know, where I bet if you thought about it for a second, you'd be like, why am I saying no? Yeah. Why am I saying no? Why? Because my parents told me no. Like, it's all just... Because it's a pattern? Yeah. Because it's what we've always done? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fuck? Back to, uh, we've just been doing it because we... That's what we've always done. Like, don't ever... If that's your reasoning, go... All that reasoning is going out with the trash right now. Not sure if you can hear it, but all of that reasoning in the fucking trash. In the trash. Not even the recycling. It's not going to get recycled. It's going to get thrown away. Yeah. Not brought back. (laughs) Not even put in the ocean. Straight landfill. Burn it, actually. Let's just burn it. Let's burn everything. All the old ways of thinking. Yeah. (laughs) New world, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, who are we? (laughs) Can we just, like, start back at simplest form? We are humans. This is planet Earth. We coexist with nature. And I feel like if we I go mean, back to that, maybe we'll figure yeah, it out. What is wrong with that? <laughs> like, that's, you know, that ties into there's no, there doesn't need to be men, women. There can just be humans. Like, why is it a big deal? Well, then it goes back to, like, love is love. So why are we putting all of these boundaries and bullshit on who you should love? Also, it just weirds me out that starting so young it's even talked about like that because i don't know part of relationships is sex and you're telling kids so young like that they should be this is how relationships go or whatever that you should be in this kind of relationship whether you like it or not right and even with friendships like me being in elementary school it was strange that I was mostly friends with the guys. Mm-hmm. And why is that strange? Yeah. Like, I didn't get along with the girls because the girls talk about things that I'm not even interested in at all. And then the guys just, like, go around and have fun. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. in school, that was weird. Like, girls would 
not hang out with me afterwards because I made friends with the boys first when I started school there. Yeah. And what is but that's that also shit? putting things so that could be the girls at that time, like, they're falling into these patterns mm-hmm. of talking about whatever, and you just happen to not fall into that pattern. Yeah. You know that you can be friends with boys, but then you were treated differently. Like, it's all just, everything's trickling. It's so webbed it's, and intertwined, and it's like, Whereas, dude, what if those girls were just acting like themselves, just like you? Then you probably would have gotten along with them. Yeah. So, it's, there's just so many, so many layers. We all just need to remember, at the end of the day, you're human, I'm fucking human. It's literally that fucking simple. Yeah. And when we overcomplicate it is when we start to create cognitive dissidence in ourselves. We create it in our relationships. We create, you know, all Mm -hmm. of these situations where we think we're not good enough. We think we're not performing the way we're supposed to. We think we're not behaving the way we're supposed to. If you can just look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself... What do I want? What do I want to represent? Mm -hmm. You don't have to know that right now. You don't have to know it completely. And it can be ever-changing. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, you're not going to figure that out by working 9 to 5 every day. That's fine if that's your job. But you're not going to figure it out if you're not having some fun and trying new things and just exploring. Yeah. Explore the world. (laughs) Explore yourself. Like, do, do things don't think so much about it i think that's a big thing too where we we won't try new things because we're like oh i probably won't like it like how many times have you tried something because you or even better yet i don't want to try that because that will make me this yeah Yeah, no that does not make you anything no No. it just just means you tried something yeah if you're a guy and you want to try you want to try anal you want to get pegged like, We're going to talk about pegging in a little bit. I'm so excited. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't make you gay. Let's just say that right now. It if literally does man, not. If you're a man and you want to get pegged, there are plenty of women who will peg you. I will peg a man in my lifetime. I personally, I, I mean, I honestly, if a man asked me to peg him, I mm-hmm. would see him as more masculine because I'm like, oh shit, like you are so comfortable with who you are. More, you don't give a fuck. I think it makes him so much more attractive just because he's comfortable with his masculinity mm-hmm. and knowing that it, oh, it's not going to make you gay. Like it's a, such a turn off when a guy's like, oh, that makes me gay. Or he's not going to do anything I like won't. That. I don't like, even want to think about it. I'm like, no. I mean, I'm already, like, not super attracted to men. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, like, I actually, this guy on a dating site, he, in his profile, it said, like, he wanted to get pegged. And I, like, responded to it. But he didn't have a picture of his face or anything. I'm pretty sure it was fake. But I, like, I wanted to, like, see. Yeah. And so I was, like... I was like, hey, like, I'm actually pretty interested in that. I was like, I'm gay, but, like, I'm, I'm, I might be into it. And then he, like... I don't know if he was really fake. To open a flood door. <laughs> it, he would not stop contacting me. Oh, and no. I, but he was, like, spelling things wrong and stuff, so that's why it made it seem like it was not real, and he wouldn't yeah. put his face, and so that's that's the only reason why I wasn't into it, but he was like, he's like, I really want to, like, I really want to get paid. You're like, <laughs> you want it too much now, now I'm scared. It's like, yeah, now I'm a little concerned. I don't think you're real, but maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> but, like, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Someone oh will God. peg you someday if that's really what you want. And you will certainly love it, I can <laughs> tell. <laughs> but, yeah, I, like, he would not stop con. He's like, I want to delete this app, but I, but I want to meet you. Oh, my like, God. You don't even know me. so funny. Somebody will peg you. Oh, my God. People like that who start to get too desperate once you send them one message, I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, abort, abort yeah, mission, Because no. then I'm like, you're you're just trying to murder me. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but. I see the real I, agenda I here. know what you're trying to do, <laughs> you little serial killer. Let's bring gender roles into the workplace a little bit. Work and life. I have noticed, we're considering doing an episode on Me Too moments next week. I, maybe we should hold off on that because that has a lot to do with it, I think. And then we won't touch on some of the same things, you know what I mean? Because oh, the workplace, okay. and I think that gender roles in the workplace is such a specific thing. Okay. I do think that's something that we can... We'll dig more into that next week. And we talked about gender roles being on on a spectrum, right? Personally, I feel like I operated about 70% femi- feminine and 20% masculine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about the extent that any it, labels need to be. Do you think it be. fluctuates, though? Absolutely. I'm also an empath, so there's times where I'm around certain people and basically just take on everything that they're feeling, Mm -hmm. and I'm not my own person at that point, you know? 
But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's always fluctuating. It's always flowing. Every cell in your body is brand new and regenerated every seven years. So like, why the fuck do we need to stick to labels that are just going to keep us at something? Mm -hmm. You can change who you are always. Like, this is life. You can literally go to a new city and be an entirely new persona of a person if you choose. Like, you are not bound to your past. You are not bound to labels. You are not bound to the people you hang out with. You are not bound to your family. Mm -hmm. You are your own individual. That's the point of life. It's, It's so easy, but at the same time, it can, like, there are things that can, like, bind you to it. Like, the clothes that you wear, like we were talking about earlier, can automatically make everyone assume that you're something that yeah. you're maybe you're not um there are a lot of factors that that make it not easy to change like once you've met people yeah um but yeah you just have to be I don't know it kind of goes along with just being very rooted with who you are you know it's I I really hate people going out there and jumping on one word that was used wrong and being upset by it but not opening the conversation and instead of and and instead walking away from it offended when they should be like hey i noticed that you use this word for one why you know and then you can correct them with a better word to use if you yourself have a better word to use and explain to them why mm-hmm. um but one of the biggest things that i really think that people should just be sticking with and like i might be wrong on this but i feel like you should just if people are misgendering you make sure they know your fucking name because no one's going to misgender you if, if you're making sure that they know your name and introducing you by your name. You can correct them every fucking time with your name. And then they're going to build the habit of any time they go to say a certain type of pronoun. Instead, they're going to fill it with your name. Yeah, you're not just a general person at that point. You are you. you they are referring to you. So the they're only, putting your name there. The only thing with that, I think, like we were kind of talking about earlier, is that not everybody is the type that wants to have to correct people all the time you know it can be it's exhausting i get it it can be easier to just dress a certain way so that you know like you have the control in that sense where like i'm the type of person who i'm like i i would say i'm 50 50 but i still my pronouns are she her Mm -hmm. but i know that if i don't want people to question my sexuality I can dress. There's a specific way that I can dress. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, if I want to kind of confuse people, there's a way that I can dress. Mm-hmm. Like, when I go out to the club and I don't want people to know. You know, like, it's there's just so many things that you can do to control it. And I'm not an outspoken person that will be like, hi, these are my pronouns. I'm not. But I also think you're not a person who takes offense super easily if someone does. I'm not, but there are people that are like me that are not spoken and they do take offense. But it's and it's that's where it's hard to draw the line because if you're not speaking up. But you're also getting upset. I don't like I it may sound rude and I'm sorry if it's harsh, but if you don't have the balls to correct someone, you don't have the right to be offended because you're creating a situation in which it's lose lose no matter what. I'm not given anything to correct my behavior and you're not giving me anything that is telling me I should correct my behavior. So even though it's exhausting, I'm sorry, but it's it's a two way street, though, because you both have to be you have to be aware with everything that you're saying. Yes. That it might not be taken the right way. Right. So if you are called out, like, obviously our first, our first reaction is to get defensive unless they, unless they know what to say to make it so you're not defensive. That's why it's like, you really have to look out for each other. Like, you really have to put the other person, put yourself in the other person's shoes and assume they are not trying to offend you. I think that's the biggest issue start, right now. Is yeah, everyone's start with assuming that the other person's trying to offend them. A lot of people do like to play dumb. That's the problem too, where they'll say some shit and then they'll play dumb and be like, "Oh, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to be offensive, but but they did. they were. They don't mm-hmm. care. They don't actually care. They just are too embarrassed to admit that they don't care. Like own it. If you don't care." You don't care. Yeah. Like, then I can be done with you and not deal with you as a person. Yeah. But if you want to have a conversation, if you want to learn... If you want to be better... Start it that way. Make yourself 
open, make yourself that kind of person who has conversations, who's open to other people, who admits when you're wrong and it's like, you know, it's okay to be wrong. All of us are wrong. All of us are wrong. People don't care that you're wrong. They care that you won't admit that you're wrong. Yep. Yep. It's the pride and the ego that gets in the way of Mm -hmm. it. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I just, that's the only thing I have issues with is if you're not speaking up that you're offended, then I don't know that I offended you and I don't know how to correct my behavior. And that's, that sucks on both ends. No one wants to walk away from that, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I worked at Starbucks, um, there was somebody who made it very clear that their pronouns were they, them. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were the first person, they were the first person that I had ever worked with that had those pronouns. And when they told me that, I don't know, I just felt like a certain responsibility where I'm like, okay. To defend it. To, to make sure that I was getting it right too. Because why would they go out of their way to say that unless it was something that they. It meant something to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was my reasoning. Like they were new and I wanted to make. Well, that's awesome because they're just setting that they're just setting it up for, for no mistakes. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is me. This is how I like to be. Yeah. And that's, and that's perfect. And they like, they corrected our manager like once or twice, like very polite. It wasn't a big deal. It didn't Mm -hmm. need to be a big deal. I just, you know, I wanted, I respected it, Mm -hmm. but I worked with a bunch of kids who that was also the first person that they had worked with that had they them pronouns they were like oh it's so hard it's so hard to do it and I remember at the time I was pretty passive and I just kind of like ignored it I'm like well I'm gonna yeah it's a little bit hard to remember but it's also anything you do that's new is a little bit hard yeah and I even like suggest I'm like why don't you use their name if you don't like if it's too hard for you I just say their name yeah like I replace their name with everything that's how I'm starting to do it yeah and, but everyone's like, oh, it's too hard to remember. Like, whatever. I'm just going to do what. That pisses me off the- because right there you're literally telling your brain, nope, I'm not going to make a you're muscle saying, memory of this. Yeah, you're saying I'm not going to even try because it's exactly. too hard. And that's the it's wrong It's too approach. hard to use, to use they, them instead of You're basically she, saying, her. I'm sorry, it's too hard to care. Yeah. That's basically exactly. what you're saying. That is exactly what you're saying. And, that's and they okay. were a bunch of kids. And one of them... Um, like, one of them is one of my best friends now, and she has changed so much from that. I don't even think she realizes it. Yeah. But it's, like, I'm glad to see that at least she, like, has grown from that. Like, yeah. I've seen her. Well, a lot of times, <sighs> that's not exactly... Because, you know, being young, sometimes you say things, but that's not exactly how you feel necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just the group collective, oh, yeah. so you they go were along just, with it. Because they would talk about it, and they were just all, like, agreeing. Yeah. And then I'd just and be the there listening, And the sad thing is, like, is with negative shit, it only takes one person, and then the whole group grasps onto the negative yeah. shit. It's almost like it takes three times as much positive in order to flip the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of have to collectively be like, no, you're being an asshole and calling people out. Yeah. Because I used to always support like the underdog. Mm -hmm. And if it was in a group like that, I had no problem being like, well, blah, 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 blah. But they'd be like, oh, you're just too nice. Like that, because that's my personality. And like, yes, I can be too nice sometimes. But you're aware. But they, they'll just brush it off as me. Like they don't need to be that way because Because you're just too nice. Yeah. And I can be the nice person. They can do whatever. And you know, like that's. That's just kind of like what I got used to. And um, I would just kind of be like, okay, well, I'm going to be different. I'm going to yeah. change. I'm going to make sure I take care of this person and be respectful of what they want to be referred to as. And it's, I think it makes all the difference. But It does because your friend changed. And had you yeah. been the same way as she was, she might still be the same way today. Yeah, because we spent so much time together. But I do think there was more that I could have done in that situation mm-hmm. um, to make sure that everyone was on board. Yeah, because you were a little bit older than the rest of the group, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not their responsibility to, like, the person whose pronouns are they, them. It's not their responsibility to, like, it's exhausting. Like, we, I, yeah, I think we've talked I about agree. this before. It's exhausting for some to have to constantly correct people like and you also just feel very naggy and but then if you had other people doing it for you like then you feel empowered and yeah you're like awesome Mm -hmm. like I have people on my side this is really cool like Mm -hmm. you know that when you're not there that they're supporting you like Mm -hmm. there's it's really not that hard it's not that difficult stop complaining I do also think, though, that if you're someone who's constantly correcting someone, if you just make it your second nature and don't think about how exhausting it is and just kind of let it like, you know, I know it sucks and I'm not saying that it's okay or that it should be this way. But what I'm saying is that 
you are making a difference in the world and making these roles fall away. Yeah. So even though you are exhausted and it's draining, fucking stick with it because there's a huge movement happening because of it. And the more you correct people with love and just keep doing it, you're you're paving the way for people who are who are not as strong as you are. You know, we all got to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Like it's not nobody said it was going to be easy. Nobody. Yeah. So I don't know why we're expecting like we only want to do things that are easy. Like I'm tired of that shit. I don't want to do that anymore. No. Just put the work in, put the effort in to be a genuine person. Yeah. And and the compound effect it's not of that's going to be you. amazing. Yeah. It's not hurting you. Like why does it the people that it bothers so much? Like it's not. I was watching a video too the other day where she was like, this goes out to the people who say it's too hard to say they, them instead of instead of she, her, or he, him. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's say you were talking about somebody, like a friend of a friend, and you didn't know their gender. How are you going to talk about them? Mm-hmm. You say they, them. Like, yeah. it's not that hard. No. It's really not. No. It just takes and if a you, And if it's thinking. hard for you, if it's hard for you, then how about you just call everyone they, them, and don't have any he, she in your terminology? I was thinking about that, too, because that's not going to offend anybody. It's like, not going to offend anyone at all. That's not going to hurt anyone. That yep. is... And, it's and then guess yourself. what? You're just learning two words to replace your yeah. vocabulary. That's not hard. There's no excuses and there. And you're probably really progressive now because there doesn't need to be any... I, honestly, I think the future is just no gender. It's just human. Human. We Mm -hmm. are all human. Yeah. Just be you. Just be yourself. That's the cliche line that we hear all the time, but just be... Just be. Just exist. Yeah. And let other people exist. That's the problem. Live and let be. Stop. Stop getting mad at people for not wanting to exist the same way that you do. Yeah. That's exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like being negative is exhausting. Trying to find a place where you fit... When you are an individual, you are unique, and you just need to pave the way for what is important to you. It's exhausting trying to fit in, in, in areas and fit in roles that are not meant for you. You're an individual. Pave the way you're for your so own individuality. Time. Yeah, you're wasting so much time trying to fit into the... Just stop. Just... Yeah. Because, like, that article that I was reading you reading to you about that girl who was saying, you know, I... Sometimes I fall into this category. Sometimes I don't hate my body. So that means... Shit, does that mean that I am cis-privileged? And it's like, why are you confusing all of these labels? Please, yeah. go out and be you find out what you like find out what your passions are find out what drives you and don't muddy it with labels yeah i think it's important to know the labels so we can reject them when people bring them up yeah um so definitely educate yourself but yeah it is okay to not to change your mind like Mm -hmm. i'm talking to somebody who is who their pronouns are they her and they're like yeah i'm like you know sometimes Sometimes I feel one way. Sometimes I feel another. It just depends. Like, I've met so many people that way, too, that just, they're so okay, and they just accepted that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome, because same. Like, And I wish I changed, everyone could be that way. Yeah. I change my mind all the time. Like, I'm no, you don't have to stick with what you feel for that one day. Our feelings change all the time, but just be in tune with your emotions. Like, it feels so good to just accept yourself in the way that you are like mm-hmm. accept accept that you're sad today and you don't want to hang out with anybody it's okay like don't force yourself to do anything you don't want to do it's okay to feel more masculine today and want to just wear wear something that maybe you wouldn't normally wear because you want to try it out like who cares what people think yeah nobody cares they really don't everyone's all worried about what everyone else cares and it's just like you that you just have to get that ingrained like we're told that but you really got to get it ingrained in your mind that it it matters, but only to you. And it it only, you're the only person's opinion who matters when it comes to yourself. Yeah. Well, and what it, the other thing we read, too, is said gender roles only define you as much as you let them. Yeah. And I think that is so profound. And you, you can take out gender roles and you can put anything there. Mm-hmm. Anything defines you only as much as you let it. Yep. Yeah, it is true. That's good. Say it again. What's that line? <laughs> oh, you define now. you. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry I said. Okay, so then the last thing that I want to talk about. 
this is the only place where ego should be. Uh, gender roles in the bedroom. Mm. <laughs> and so this goes Six into pegging. Time. Yes, we already talked about this a little bit. If you are a male and you're interested in pegging, it does not fucking make you gay. <laughs> if Men, you're a male and you're interest, interested in pegging, my number is 20. <laughs> Real profiles only. Yes. Send a pic of your face. Just Type kidding. correctly Just so kidding. I know you're I a real care. profile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're if you're masculine and you want to be pegged, it does not make you gay. You're not gay for liking it in the ass. There is a gland. There's the prostate gland, which makes for stronger orgasms in men. Mm-hmm. So literally, if you're denying yourself a finger up the butt because you're afraid it makes you gay, you're denying yourself a better orgasm. Don't deny yourself a finger up the butt. At least. At, at least, least a once. finger. At least, at least a finger. Once. Yeah. <laughs> try it. Try anything one time, maybe twice. And if you really <laughs> like it, three times. <laughs> if you're still not sure, a couple more times won't hurt. No one's going to know. Do some drugs and yeah. then do it. Then yeah. you'll definitely like it. Yeah. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Drink some alcohol. You know. Take some Tylenol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In case it's a big finger. <laughs> In case it's a big <laughs> finger. Oh, no. Is that considered pegging, though, when you use fingers? Or is that just fingering a no, butthole? No, pegging, I'm pretty sure, is like a full-on strap on up the butt. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A yeah. full-on strap Full-on on. strap on. Strap on advice. Clean it. Because pegging, like, has... COVID times. Yeah. <laughs> if you're using a strap on and a harness... Make sure to pick a harness that's going to be really comfortable for your body type. If you just grab any harness, chances are you're going to be fussing with the harness a little bit too much and taking away from the experience. So definitely make sure if you're trying this for the first time. Doesn't it? I don't know how that works. I think so. I think, you know, it's definitely just got to be something that you're comfortable in. So, you know, there's all kinds of harness options out there. I would read the reviews for sure. Pay close attention to the body types that people are saying. Like, I'm heavier set and this one rubbed funny this way. Do your research. Mm -hmm. Don't just... Because also, I'm pretty sure they're expensive, so you don't want to just buy them. They are really expensive, yeah. And then um, the other thing is if you are... Does pegging technically have to be, like... It doesn't have to be male-female, right? Like, a man... Well, I think the, the... I think it stems specifically from like um, no like dick. If you yeah in the ass of someone who has a dick yeah because I'm pretty okay. sure it's just anal if you have like if you have a dick and you're right okay um, so yeah so I think, but it doesn't have is, to be it doesn't have to be a woman it could be anybody right, right anybody so if you are the one doing the pegging like also be gentle yeah be gentle have tons of lube the most important thing for anything that's anal play is you have to go slow if you're gonna rush anything you're gonna hurt someone yeah um so go slow it's not about poking the butt and then plopping it in like you need to like work your way in the asshole will invite you when it's ready yeah. watch <laughs> some videos maybe don't not porn we're not, we're not your experts yeah i'm just yeah. talking about watch some like tutorial videos i'm sure they have some they do they do yeah. 101 yeah and if you want to search some videos on like things that are just a little bit slower to get you in that mentality a lot of like kama sutra and um tantric I think that's how you say it. I'm terrible at pronouncing words <laughs> if no one's noticed yet, <laughs> which I'm sure you have. Both of those you can research, which will teach you a little bit more of tapping into the flow of your sexual experience, because this isn't something where you just want to, like I said, you don't want to just like shove it in and, and yeah. play. You know, it's a very, it's a, it's an intimate experience. You need to be slow at first. Lots of lube. Also, if you're with a partner that doesn't let you explore things like this, that maybe, maybe you're unsure about just because like, just because you want to try it. Again, it if you're a man or if you're sorry, if you're masculine, like it does not make you gay. And For being curious either, it doesn't make you gay to be you're curious. About allowed it. to be curious. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. And if your partner's not letting you explore things or if they're shaming you for wanting to. If they're making you feel bad about it, like, ha- try to have a conversation. I'm not saying break up with them. Like, have a conversation and just be like, hey, like, this is something I kind of want to try and I don't want to be judged for it and I feel like you're kind of judging me. Yeah, and ask them what makes them uncomfortable about it because chances yeah. are the only reason they're judging you is because there's something about it that they're yeah. not telling you about. And maybe, maybe you have judged them in the past or you're currently judging them about oh, something. Yeah. 
be not even sexually know. related. It could literally yeah. be anything related. Anything. So maybe that maybe they are just that's what they you know they're doing what they've learned from you. You are in a relationship for a reason. So have those conversations and know that you don't have to stay in a relationship if somebody's not allowing you to be free to speak about things. Yeah. Like, how many times, like, I've been in multiple relationships where I didn't feel comfortable talking about things, and I was like, oh, it's fine, this is fine. Bottle it all up. Till I explode mm-hmm. and wonder why I'm having mm-hmm. a breakdown and shaking yeah. in the corner. What's wrong with me? It feels me? great. Nothing. It feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then the relationship doesn't work, which even feels better. <laughs> so, Yeah. It's just sad because everything could have been fixed if you guys were just more open about conversation. Everything could and maybe not fixed, but you know, maybe the friendship could still exist. Like there's so many things that communication falls on and we just let it fall apart. Yeah. Everything could have been fixed if you just pegged him. Yeah. (laughs) We knew he would have liked it. He would have loved it. (laughs) The other thing I want to talk about for gender roles in the bedroom is there's a lot of people who kind of just treat it where like the man needs to always be the most dominant one. A lot of like, I don't know, in straight relationships, a lot of females are just a little bit more on the lazier side and just let the guys do everything. Mm -hmm. Some people just have low sex drives, you know, some people are fucking wild animals, but as far as gender roles go, I think it's always really awesome to practice taking on different personas in the bedroom. And I feel like if you're a man who's afraid that you'll think that you're gay for enjoying pegging, take on a different persona. When you're in that sexual experience with your partner, have a whole different type of alter ego that you tap into. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, it's not creating like psychosis or anything like that you're literally just creating a person in the bedroom who is comfortable with these things and you can separate so -hmm. you're not carrying those thoughts with you throughout the day the following day if you don't want to Mm -hmm. you're able to just kind of be like cool well this is this person and I enjoy being that person sometimes but that person does not define me yeah that is just something I like to tap into yeah and I think you should also talk about those roles with your partner as Mm -hmm. well and you know talk about it afterwards and be like hey like this aspect of it i really liked but maybe i'm not so comfortable with this aspect of it but let's keep trying like yeah i don't know to try to like build a build a sexual character that can kind of be kind of fun honestly the best relationships are the relationships where they communicate after sex about the things that they liked the things that didn't go so well or the things that they maybe want to try next time yeah because then it makes it more fun and something to look forward to you're not just like oh they're gonna make me do that thing again i don't want to do that or like oh i really liked this thing but maybe they didn't like it but how can you make it work for both of you or maybe you guys are stuck in a routine Mm -hmm. and it's just like you can basically call what's gonna happen or how your leg's gonna be moved yeah in a play-by-play because that's real boring real fast yeah trust me and that leads to cheating and that leads to all of this other stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like conversate say what you like you guys are gonna have such a better sexual experience you're gonna be mind blown at at the ability to be attracted to this person not just sexually and physically but you're going to get a huge mental attraction to them Mm -hmm. because now they understand you and your likes on a whole different playing field you know yeah and that takes time and it takes like this is something that i've yet to achieve with anybody because i haven't been with anybody long enough to be able to have these open conversations about sex but i've gotten a little bit more comfortable each time Mm -hmm. and each time i talk about sex with somebody i feel I feel more comfortable to do it again yeah. with them. And I keep feeling more comfortable talking about sex. Like, I used to not be able to talk about it at all. And now I'm at the point where, like, I want to have those conversations mm-hmm. with people. I love it. I, well, and when you have you those conversations, so your connections are better. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, like, you know, you're not going out and meeting someone and, like, hoping it'll be a good sexual connection. Mm-hmm. Because you are elevated in your way of thinking about sex. Yeah. That naturally emits. And so you're naturally going to attract someone who is also kind of on the same wavelength with it. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be just, like, just dirty talk or just sexting. Like, this no. is, like, it could you can have a serious conversation about sex and it's still like be fun and like learn a lot yeah you know yeah and you can you can have like hypothesis you can throw out crazy ideas and just see Mm -hmm. how they take it or what they think about it yeah you know and a lot of times too when you're when you're able to say some of these things out loud then you're not creating weird fantasies because you're not actually talking about it because like how many Mm -hmm. times have you said something out loud and you're like that was so different in my fucking head I'm embarrassed you know (laughs) if you're not talking Mm -hmm. about it and you just go act on it Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like what the fuck did I just do yeah you know when you should have just been 
verbalizing it. <laughs> yeah. You should hypothesize just it a little it. bit. Yeah. You need somebody to be able to talk to. You gotta <laughs> talk, guys. Even if you hate talking, I hate I hate talking, ironically, but like the more you talk, the easier it is to just And the less you hold on to, the more you can let roll off, the less mm-hmm. you take things personal. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kinda it just makes for everything to just be m- more lighthearted. Yeah, relationships should be fun. Like Yeah, and the moment they're not, not fun is like fix it. Yeah. Don't Either just fix sit it, it or get out. Don't wait for it to get better because it's not gonna because the other person's probably waiting for it to get better too. And then you're both just waiting for the other one to make a move and Or you're both just happen. waiting for it to end and neither of you are Yeah, true. And then it's just ruined. Yeah. And then we ruin each other, which is sad. You jade the person for the next relationship, which fucking sucks, you know? It's going to take time for them to get over that trauma. Yeah. And what we want to be doing is learning from all of our relationships. We want to be learning from our relationships, our sexual experiences, everything, so that we don't go into the next one starting from ground zero. Instead, Mm -hmm. you're going into the next relationship of, cool, I fucking learned a lot, and I'm excited to put what I learned into practice with this new relationship. Yeah. That's actually, that's probably, like, the most exciting thing for me to think mm-hmm. about like the only way I can really like try and move on from relationships is me like okay like this didn't work with this person I'm gonna like the next person that I meet I cannot wait because I want to make sure I do better yeah and I already I know what mistakes I made and now I can be a better person for mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but the mistakes aren't like something that's you know degrading to your character or anything like that mm-hmm. but Good yeah point. I think I think more men like to be dominated in the bedroom than than is talked about. Yeah, that's something we talked about before too. How again, like men are kind of like shamed into thinking they can't feel that way or they can't want that, or like being in a submissive role is mm-hmm. is strange for them. So then but they like overcompensate and be overly dominant to the point where maybe it's not really healthy mm-hmm. because really all they want is to be submissive, but they can't. So well, they I mean, put think all, about it. If you're all that energy, if you're masculine, you spend your entire day. If you have a, a, a high-ranking job, you have you spend your entire day being dominant. Yeah. You How know? nice would it be to come home and just be... Have sensitive. your woman, like, already ready to chain you up and just, like, <laughs> fucking lay the fuck down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think there's so much potential in, in dropping gender roles and just letting people be fluid in who they are. Stop shaming yeah. them for... For, for not being in the lines, whatever the fucking lines are. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do, but we can do it. <laughs> I believe in us. We just, it's, it's going to take work for all of us. I don't care how exhausting it is. We gotta I don't keep, care how exhausting we gotta keep it is either. It. Yeah. <sighs> oh, sleepy. So, yeah. Moral of this story. Gender roles don't exist. Gender roles do not exist. We're done with them. That's like something for our grandmas. We don't live that way anymore. <laughs> cool. Do you want to add anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. There's so much. There's a lot to talk about, but obviously we only touched on like a few things. But I mean, yeah. It's... Let us let us know like what your thoughts are and how I don't know how gender roles have affected you. Like growing up, what are some things that you've noticed or things that you had to learn on your own that people did not tell you? Mm-hmm. Because um, I think it's super interesting. We all, we all have our own experiences that are different, but yeah. And there's so many there's so many um, topics to be explored on this, but it's conversations that you need to have in your home if you're going through this, you know, in order to share those topics. Because mm-hmm. from researching all of this, I just I just was wondering, like, if we if we focus more on mind and individuality instead of focusing so much on all of these labels, like I'm curious how much we would be progressed as, as humankind and how we treat each other. You know, it's like, we don't study our minds very much. The mind is kind of just treated as like this. Oh, if you have mental issues to the psych ward, things like that, where it's like, no, the mind is literally what creates everything that we do. And so if you're trying to muddy yourself with all of these labels rather than just being right with yourself and and your way of thinking and finding ways to make your way of thinking work as long as you're not hurting anyone or harming anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, it's almost like the labels have just made us so stagnant and yeah. it's upsetting. Kind of made us lazy too. We're like, oh, we can just rely on this label to explain everything. And that's not the whole story. One yeah. word is not the whole story. Right. One word does not explain everything. There's always going to be a little asterisk with the, with the, except, you know. Yeah. Except this situation. This word only works sometimes, half the time. That yeah. is okay. It's okay to 
feel different. Yep. Yep. And I mean, as humans, we grow, we evolve, we adapt, and that's pretty much the basis of who we are. Grow, evolve, and adapt. So as long as you're sticking to those things, don't stick to one label. Don't stick to any labels. Don't be a label at all. Be unapologetically you and Mm -hmm. live by that. Oh, I wanted to ask um, if any avoided me two moments. So, you know, situations where you were able to get yourself out of being sexually exploited or or raped or whatever. Um, what did you do to get yourself out of it? And if you could share some of the ways that you were able to prevent maybe it happening again, you know? Yeah, I have a few stories I want to share next week on that. That's pretty heavy. Everything... Yeah. But, but a good thing to talk about. Yeah. Yep. I feel like this week and next week are going to be pretty heavy. Just in the world. And yeah. Just <laughs> collectively. in general. Yeah. Which is okay. We got we to gotta talk about them sometime. Can't brush them under the rug forever. Yeah. And the more we, the more we like, take these topics and just take them head on, the less scary everything else in life is, you know? Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> that was good. That, that was, was good. Sick. We timed. <laughs> Do us a quick favor before you go. If you're enjoying the show, give us a rating, preferably five stars. If it's one star, maybe just shoot us a DM and tell us why instead. I am the most active on Instagram, so if you want to follow my personal account, that would be swooz with four U's, S-W-U-U-U-U-Z. Otherwise, feel free to follow our Just Press Foreplay account. You can send us DMs directly on there. Facebook is not a fan of me, so I'm not too active on there, but feel free to throw that one a like too. And then the last and my personal favorite aspect of being able to provide this show for you guys is our merch store. So if you ever want to check that out, I would just hop over to just-press-foreplay.simplecast.com. That'll take you to our website page, and then from there is a link to our merch store. The logos are designed by my sister and I. Um, we are very excited about all of the things that are in here. So feel free to shoot us some sh- some shoot us some shit. <laughs> Let us know how you like the things. All right. Have a great night, loves.